You're listening to the Tablecast. Pull up a chair and join the conversation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tablecast. I am Preston Cox, your host, and here is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. He's back again. Mr. Paul Partlow. What's up? I feel like we just have the Eminem song guess. Who's back? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Paul since like before Christmas. I would love my own theme song. <laughs> that would be great. Just a band walking behind me everywhere I went. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that uh, man. Uh, so, Paul, uh, we haven't seen you in forever, it seems like. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good, man. What did it, you get for Christmas? It, it was good. good. Uh, let's... Uh, I know what I got my kids, but uh, like, do you get presents anymore? Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, th- 38 quietness. years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I want for Christmas is silence. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, but it was it was good just hanging out with family and everything. What about you? Yeah, it was good. We we went and saw family. All I have a blended family, and all of our family step siblings and everybody was all in one place at one time. And uh, that's the first time we've done that in a long time. So that was good and got to see some extended family. In uh, Austin, man, it was cold. Yeah. Oh man. It's yeah. like snowed like four times. Yeah. Like even this, times. it's still cold. Yeah, it it's has, cold today. It, like, it, like it goes up to ninety degrees and then it drops down to you know below freezing. I it's, saw. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, just uh, we're, when the time we're recording this, just a couple of days ago was Groundhog Day, and I saw one of those memes. And you're you're the king of memes for people who don't know. I saw a meme of Punxsutawney Phil, and it said, you know. Fox County Phil's uh, six saw shadow six weeks more of winter for the rest of the country. Texas, just do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so that's so true. So, but yeah, so we're we're here now, season three of the podcast, and we're going to take some uh, uh, different, a little different slant. Uh, we we focused kind of like on a, a one question a month last time. We're going to focus on a couple of different questions now. Um, but we thought this would be appropriate because Paul, we're coming up, um, this next week as we, uh, or actually this week as we record this podcast, uh, is the season of Lent, uh, that's coming up and, uh, you know, what, what types of things do you know about Lent? Well, when you, uh, when we were talking about doing this episode, uh, I was so interested in it because when you said, Hey, let's do an episode on why Lent is important. I <laughs> My question was, why is Lent important? <laughs> it kind of, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, as far as the Christian calendar goes, I'm, I'm, uh, my tradition. Uh, we, I didn't grow up like that, so, yeah. so this is kind of new stuff for me. It's been good. Yeah, to we'll, study. We'll take, we'll take it from there then, from a, a Christian calendar perspective. Um, you know, I think that you're, you're probably aware, as many of our listeners are, that uh, there exists in the world this rhythm of Christianity. Um, that we call the Christian calendar. Some people call it the liturgical year. Um, and it, it's just kind of a breaking up of the year into seasons uh, where we focus on diff- different aspects of Christ and the church and our lives and uh, why all these different aspects of, of the Christian story matter. So, for instance, uh, I'm sure you're very familiar because uh, you've heard us talk about it as Advent. Right. Um, so Advent is the season leading up to Christmas, and so it usually starts, you know, about four weeks before. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a cool Advent calendar yeah. uh, at at our house because of Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we do something uh, once a day leading up to Christmas, just an event uh, as a family. So it's a good kind of family uh, time for us. Right. Exactly. And so the same idea of uh, that Advent is for Christmas uh, is is what we take for uh, Lent being to Easter. And so uh, as 
Advent is a time of preparation for the, the Christmas season. Lent is a time of preparation for Easter. Um, and, you know, we tend to focus on the day of Easter or the day of Christmas. But in the Christian calendar, they're actually longer. You know, the, the Christmas, you know, the song of the 12 days of Christmas is actually starts on Christmas Day and goes beyond uh, Christmas uh, 12 days. Uh, in the same way, Easter has this like, uh, you know, kind of period after Easter where we celebrate resurrection for uh, an extended period of time before we get to Pentecost Sunday, which is the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, raising up of Jesus into the heavens after his uh, resurrection. And so uh, the reason that I really like the Christian calendar, and, and I've, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but I've been getting more and more to the rhythm of Christian calendar is I'm just kind of sick of Hallmark telling me what I should celebrate and when, you know, <laughs> like, like, uh, or, you know, the national holidays, like those are, those are good reminders, but uh, I don't want to set my spiritual rhythm to what the government tells me to, to set my rhythm to, or to what Hallmark or Walmart or consumerism tells me to. And it's really kind of funny this year because uh, Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so this day of, we'll talk about Ash Wednesday in a little bit, but this day of like kind of sadness and repentance falls on, on Valentine's, which I think is kind of funny. Well, yeah. Like when you're, when you're talking about the Christian calendar, it's, um, it's interesting cause there, uh, it, it makes sense. I want to look into it more because there are some days on my calendar that I hold sacred that really shouldn't be held sacred. Like a super bowl Sunday yeah. is sacred yeah. on my calendar, but I don't know about Lent, sure. <laughs> you know, and things like that. So I, I think, it, I think it's funny. It may, uh, the Christian calendar, I think as I've been studying it, uh, may help us as a, a Christian movement, as a church, kind of reorient ourselves around uh, proper rhythms to uh, go through the full Christian experience. Yeah, I really like that. And, and it really does. It really kind of takes you through all the emotions of Christianity, which is really cool. So I just want to talk just a little bit about Lent, and, and you feel free to jump in wherever you want to. Uh, I find it really interesting. So Lent is, is a kind of a weird word. It's L-E-N-T, Lent, not L-I-N-T. A lot of people, you know, mistake those. But uh, this this word Lent, it, it, uh, it's a German word from what I understand. Lichten, you know, like L-E, I don't know. Germans spell weird, <laughs> weird stuff. But Lichten uh, is, the, is the word that we get Lent from. And it's basically a word that means springtime. And I think it was actually adopted as the name for what we call March in our our calendar. And so Lent uh, is this this time of spring, which is again kind of an ironic name for this this season, um, as Lent tends to have more ominous overtones. You know, it it has uh, really an emphasis on things like repentance and and death and darkness, and it's it's just really kind of a, a really uh, an interesting name for this season. But, uh, I heard somebody say, uh, on another podcast, I think, or, or something I read, I can't remember now that, um, uh, it's, it's really appropriate because, um, you know, how do we get beautiful flowers? Well, a seed has to die. Something has to suffer and die for us to get beautiful foliage on a tree. You know, just like winter when the, when the leaves fall off and they grow back beautiful green, the, the tree has to go through a death for it to, to be beautiful again. And so, yeah, leading up to springtime, this is kind of neat. And I think even in our culture, uh, we try to avoid that topic at all costs. 
Uh, we try to uh, uh, navigate around that, not talk about death, not not talk about um, those times, um, because I think for the most part, the world is kind of uh, they're they're scared of that topic. Yeah. They don't know, but but for us, it's it is a part of the Christian rhythm. Um, it is it is something that I think we need to. Um, in some ways, I think what Lent will, will, does is help us rehearse because death is a part of the Christian experience, you know, uh, and it kind of helps us get in that frame of mind. It, 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 it's not all the Christian experience, but it is it a part. And, I, and I'm glad that it that it's represented in the Christian calendar. Yeah. And, and just like for Christmas, um, you know, just kind of like arriving at Easter, uh, you know, now that I've been practicing the Christian calendar for, se- for several years now, just arriving at Easter if I were just to show up on Easter Sunday at a church, um, it wouldn't have the kind of the the power that it has now for me. Uh, now, when I do things like fasting in preparation for Easter Sunday, man, I just, it, it just it adds to the depth of that that service on Easter Sunday, that resurrection. Um, it gives it more meaning. I, I think that's exactly what you're saying here. Is this this practice of these these new rhythms might actually enhance. Uh, the way we become better disciples. I think when we slow our rhythm down and um, we kind of reenact those the time that Jesus was in the grave, yeah. we kind of slow our lives down to that. We reflect, we repent, uh, and then uh, we get to celebrate the the greatest event in human history is where sure. he broke forth from the grave and the light. And I think the uh, the day spent in darkness, kind of dwelling uh, and, and repenting of our sins and kind of our our humanity makes new life and uh, new beginnings even more special uh, when we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Lent is is an extended period of time. It's it's a little bit longer than than say Advent. Uh, you know, Lent goes from Ash Wednesday to the Saturday before Easter, and uh, it's it's a total usually of forty six days. And you're like, well, I thought wait, I thought Lent was forty days, and we'll talk about forty in just a second. But what how that that number gets there is you know you have forty six days, but it encompasses six Sundays. And so the six Sundays are like little mini resurrections. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so like, uh, you know, people, if they're fasting, they may break their fast on Sunday. Uh, you know, there are some people who are really hardcore and they're just going to go, they're going to go all 46 days. They don't care. They're going to do whatever. Um, but you know, some people will, will have like a special meal on a Sunday because it's a little, you know, it's a little mini Easter and a mini celebration. Um, and it just adds to the richness. So you get 40 weekdays, you know, leading up, uh, to that time. And, and, uh, so, I mean, we, we talk about 40 a lot in terms of Lent, but it has some biblical implications too, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, 40 basically in Jewish numerology and stuff, it, it means, uh, it basically means complete or hmm. or this transition or change. You know, there's um, um, there's 40 weeks for a child to be born, you know, that, uh, that grows inside the mom and, and everything. And it, and it brings with it this, this 40 brings with it this, this concept of renewal, new beginning. I mean, we see this in scripture. Uh, we see it with the story of Noah rain 40 days and 40 nights, which basically what, what that represented was God purifying the world from evil. Hmm. Uh, you got Exodus. They wandered in the desert for 40 years, which, um, was used to mark as a transition from their time as Egyptian slaves to to what they would be as a nation. Um, even in the Talmud, going back there, you know, uh, when someone was rich, ritually impure, 
they would be baptized in a uh, a ritual bath known as a mikvah, and and be- and in that mikvah there would be forty measures of water. Oh, cool. uh, and that would represent spiritual. Uh, renewal. Huh. Um, even Jesus in the New Testament, I mean, he spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert to represent that he was the renewal of I- Israel, just like Israel spent 40 years and 40 nights, or 40 years and 40 <laughs> nights, what is that? 40, uh, 40 years in the desert. Yeah. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert to show that he was the new Israel. He yeah. was the renewed Israel. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and and that's uh, you know that story with Jesus going into the desert is really kind of the basis for the Lenten season. You know, th- this this season is really focused on Jesus's uh, life, death, and resurrection. And so, yeah, we're we're really focusing this season on uh, Jesus's preparation for his ministry. Uh, you know, so through what we see in that story, prayer and fasting. Um, he has some testing and some temptation that goes along with that. Uh, and so the church calendar has adopted that imagery and said, we are going to focus our, our minds on this uh, image of Jesus in the desert uh, uh, suffering uh, before his ministry so that he can go into the world and uh, start his, his work and his redemption of all things. You know, right before he went, um, into the desert, he w- he was baptized, you know, and he came up out of the water, if you remember, and he said, you know, God says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. And, and so I think we always need to keep that in the front of our minds when we're going into a season of repentance and confession. Um, it's we're, we repent and confess out of a heart that knows that it's loved by God. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the that's the thrust of why we uh, uh, why we why we enter a season like this. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of history to Lent uh, besides just the number forty. Um, just this is some stuff that I just kind of just found out that uh, Lent has this really long history. N- not only does do we have you know evidences of you know, the church fasting and praying or in the early, early stages, you know, we get in the book of Matthew, this, this thing about fasting, we'll talk about that maybe some other time, but, uh, we have some, uh, some early church documents that, uh, really focus on, uh, this season. Uh, for instance, the, the Nicene council, which you might be familiar with, uh, th- this group of people that got together that tried to decide what was orthodox or not, um, in 325, they talk about a a forty day fast, um, a forty day preparation period for Easter. Um, but even before that, there's a church father by the name of Irenaeus. <laughs> Irenaeus, Irenaeus. <laughs> <laughs> and two, yeah, in two in two o eight, I think, uh, was writing a letter um, and talked about this time of preparation, uh, a a forty hour forty day. He was kind of talking about the logistics of it to this this person he was writing to, and so we kind of have this idea of. Uh, there, there was a prep time for Easter that we're not just going to just slide into Easter Sunday, but we're going to actually prepare our minds for it and get there. And so there's this long, like 1700 year history of people practicing and preparing for Lent. Um, it's not just a, uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, it's just a Catholic thing. Well, no, I mean, it, it's got some, it's got some long history and a long depth to it. Yeah. And a lot of times, at least in my tradition, when we said, uh, we would sometimes use that as an excuse not to, to look into it at all. We'd say, Oh, that's a, that's a Catholic thing. Therefore we don't look at it or yeah. do it at all, you know, and stuff. And I, I just think that's kind of uh, kind of silly in a lot of ways. I think the Christian calendar is one of those things that is worth, 
um, people from all kinds of denominations or backgrounds to look at because I think there's uh, it has a long history uh, and um, I, I think it's important for us today. So I was talking a little bit earlier about Ash Wednesday, um, and that's where we start with the Lent season. And uh, like I said, this year, 2018, uh, maybe somebody's listening to our podcast in like 2045 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast still exists. So if you're you're listening in 2045, hi there. Yeah, that's right. But in 2018, this year, uh, 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 Ash Wednesday is on Valentine's Day. Ash Wednesday, it it has a lot of ritual and it it makes people kind of uncomfortable, I think, in, in a lot of sense, because... Uh, there, there's, uh, like this reality that you have to enter into. Um, and in our culture, we don't like people touching us. You know, I don't want you in my space. Um, I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. Um, and so I think a lot of people kind of have like, uh, we kind of have this bad taste for things like Ash Wednesday, but you've, you've nonetheless butted up against Ash Wednesday, I'm sure, because you've probably seen friends with, you know, the little ash mark on their heads. You know, have you, uh, I'm sure you've run into that too, like going around and you see people with the little black marks on their heads. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. I was, uh, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier and I said, you know, I'm a seminary trained and still when I see people with the, you know, little cross of the ash, ashes on their head, I'm like, uh, what, what is that? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I got nothing. So it's, yeah, and, it's and interesting. It, and as an introvert and, uh, you know, someone that's not a touchy feely guy, like I, I, I am in some respects, but you know, I got, I got my, my personal bubble, you know, I don't like people like touching my head, yeah. uh, but um, there's something really special about this. And as I learned the practices of Ash Wednesday, I, I really began to appreciate it. Um, and so one of the things that they do is how they get the ashes is uh, many churches will burn the palms from Palm Sunday the year before. So, you know, like a lot of churches will give out, you know, palms to wave during the worship service yeah. to represent Palm Sunday. They gather those back up and save them all year. And then they burn those and uh, they come back as the ashes that they put on people's foreheads. That's really cool. Like, you know, I, I think there's just some really neat symbolism uh, of death and reuse and resurrection in there. And, and that uh, there's a lot of hope and things, but the, the, the reason that we use ashes is, and uh, is comes from Genesis chapter uh, one or two. Uh, it's one of the creation stories. I can't remember which ones where, uh, where we see Adam being created out of dust. And so a lot of times if you go to a, uh, a church that does a, an imposition of the ashes, uh, the priest or the minister will say over you uh, as they cross your head, from ashes you came and from ash you will re- or to ash you'll return. And so, or from dust mm-hmm. you came to dust you return. And it's just this moment where we kind of have to grapple with our own mortality. Like uh, life is limited. Uh, there is suffering. There is pain. There is hurt in this world. A lot of the things that, that caused me hurt and pain in this world I've inflicted on myself. And it's just this kind of like somber, uh, realization that, yeah, I'm, I'm from mm-hmm. dust. I'm, I'm not as high as I think I am, uh, in the world that, uh, you know, I'm, I know that I'm a good creation. I know cause God has, has claimed me to be good, but there is things in me that need, relinquishing that need to be cleaned out. So I really like the imagery of like a spring cleaning. When I talk about Lent, it it is the removal of all the junk out of our lives to restart. Isn't it awesome that uh, the Christian calendar works in such a way that gives us a season to actually, um, come to grips with those things. We, the, when you come to grips with your own mortality, 
the only response is to fall to our knees and to confess and repent before an almighty God. That, that, that's our only posture that we have. And I think not only we get to repent for our own sins and the things that we've done, but uh, if we get to uh, repent for the world and yeah. see the way the world is going and we get to represent and, and in some way stand um, in the gap, uh, kind of like a Moses figure yeah. did for the people of Israel, we get to stand in the gap and say, um, we recognize that the way things are going are not your ways, and we apologize. We're sorry, and we're and and as Easter comes, and as new beginning and new life happens, we make a pledge to be new people, yeah. to be the new creation that you want us to be in this world of darkness. We will be light. Uh, we will be love. We will be peace. Mm. Uh, I think it's a um, it, it gets us ready to make those commitments because, like you said, um, we get to throw off everything that hinders and yeah. the sin that so easily entangles. We yeah. get to 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 rid ourselves of that so that we actually can run the race that God is calling us to. Yeah, and some of the ways that we do that uh, are with practices, and so some of the practices of Lent, uh, and one that the first one that you've likely heard of is the prayer and fasting. And, you know, we, we often hear people say, I'm giving something up for Lent, uh, which basically means that we're, we're going to give up a vice or a habit or something that, that we hold dear. You know, for me, that'd be like, like coffee, although I've vowed to never give up coffee again because one time I did and I, I was a miserable person. <laughs> like it was, it was not a productive Lent. Like I remember we had a staff meeting for the ministers at the church that I was working for uh, on Ash Wednesday. And I mean, it was like at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I only had only been off coffee for like maybe, I don't know, a couple of hours. Yeah. And they were like, what is wrong with you? Well, <laughs> it was miserable. You, you had more to repent from yeah, because, so. you, because you got off of coffee. <laughs> yeah. And so uh. you, you'll have people, you know, giving up meat is a common uh, uh, giving up of something. Uh, people might give up TV or media or, so, or, you know, even in our digital age, might give up Facebook. And so people are giving up something to devote time to other things like prayer and fasting and those sort of things. Uh, you also have uh, themes like confession and repentance and forgiveness. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about lament on the podcast later in the month. Uh, there was, uh, there's also a focus on almsgiving, you know, being generous, giving to the poor. Um, this kind of uh, saying that what you just said a minute ago, we're going to restart um, and show the world how to love like God loves and, and exhibit that to other people. I think, Paul, I think this is why Lent matters to me is, is it's just a, is a time for me to give up myself and really re- redevote my life to the work that God has called me to. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 and I would encourage our listeners, um, if you've, if you've never tried to practice and go through this season of Lent, again, it's, it, don't worry about doing it perfectly. Yeah, don't, exactly. don't worry about going, you know, starting at the exact right day and, <laughs> and all the other things that go along with it. Cause then we miss the point. Sure. Think about uh, what we've talked about in, in regards to the purpose of it and see how that fits into, um, your season before Easter this year. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe instead of 40 days, maybe it's just four days to start off. Maybe it's just four hours. But whatever it is, uh, make sure to take the principles of this and try to set aside some time for uh, confession and repentance. Yeah, I think that's a good place for us to stop this week. And we're going to continue our conversation about Lent and some of the practices as we move forward and how they relate to discipleship. 
Um, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, lamenting. We're going to talk about justice and mercy. We're going to talk about, uh, like I said, fasting and prayer and, and being generous and kind of how all those things can mold us more into the image of Christ. Paul, thanks so much uh, for this conversation, man. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.